to the Source Material Comics Podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's coming right around the corner. And this evening, we are going to be talking about an Image comic. We don't do too many of those on here, but Image Comics has come back to the Source Material Comics Podcast. And Mark Radlich is here to tell us what the title of this book is. Mark Radlich. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you sent it away. This year. Something. Then I got something. Yeah, man. The Last Christmas by uh, metalhead comedian writer extraordinaire, one of the writers of Deadpool, as a matter of fact, Brian Posehn, Gary Dugan. Now tell me, was this uh, this is something where you were just like, I got to find something. What tickles my fancy? What tickles my funny bone? What could possibly be the good thing to talk about this Christmas? Did you just see Brian Posehn's name. You were like, okay, I'm sold. You know me. I like to schedule four or five years in advance what we're doing. Indeed. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to wake up one day like I don't have any content. You know, I 16 years of podcast plus you know what we're doing these days. I don't want to suddenly be bereft of things to talk about. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I would occasionally go on like Amazon or Comixology or and, you know, just kind of looking at general things we can talk about for a movie that was coming up or a holiday or something like that. You know me, Jesse. I like to I like to do the holiday comics. You sure. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. It it's is. my favorite. It is my favorite holiday. You psycho creepy nerds all like the Halloween and the horror. Right? A lot of them do. Yes. Yes. A lot of them love it. I being a child of Jesus. Uh, of being of sound mind and yes. body, uh, I am filled with Christmas cheer, as we all know. Indeed, and, indeed. And so Christmas is my favorite holiday, and I enjoy talking about Christmas comics. Last year, myself and Christian got into the Christmas spirit. We did the Warrior Christmas special. Oh, boy, was that an epic episode of source material such a great comic it really was it was one of my favorites that i did with christian i miss christian look merry christmas christian and god bless you everyone the 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 answer to your actual question from 45 minutes ago is i was looking for christmas comics that we can talk about but i didn't want to do like the punisher christmas comic also Mm. i don't like to bug you jesse you're very busy during the day you don't have a lot of time to talk to me you mean maybe you have time to go into the marvel fun chat and yuck it up with your buddies in there but you don't have time are you in there wait a second you're not supposed to be in there mark radlich what are you doing in there get out of mostly mute that chat mostly just speculating on what marvel's gonna do when they do the same thing dick jokes um (laughs) so anyway in case anyone heard our kingsman podcast Point being, I was looking for Christmas comics and I, I didn't want to do like Batman. I also wasn't sure like what you had already done. So like the DC Christmas special, things like that. You know, I was kind of I try to stay away from that stuff. Like what else is out there? What weird, bizarre, independent holiday stuff is out there for us to take a look at? Because I don't want to do the same old shit all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I like Brian Posehn. Brian Posehn had a semi-regular role as a nerdy geologist on The Big Bang Theory. You know, um, everybody in our Rattles and Broadcasting Network chat's favorite sitcom of all time. That's it, what everybody said in there. I remember that actually every, being every, Everyone I've ever podcasted with loves The Big Bang Theory and is agreement <laughs> with me that it's a fantastic show. It was a fantastic show. Sure. So he, he had a semi-regular role on that. As we as we said before, he had written, uh, he had a run on Deadpool. Yep. You know, and he's a, he's a fairly famous comedian. He was one of the comedians of key, com- key comedians of comedy with Patton Oswalt. You know, they uh, they are buddies. They have toured together, et cetera, et cetera. And I saw that he and Gary Dugan wrote this uh, this last the last Christmas. And I, I I didn't know anything about it. I just saw the cover. It had the word Christmas in it when I was searching for Christmas comics. And it's Santa with a machine gun. 
<laughs> yeah, that cover sells every little bit of this comic, does it not? And I'm like, and I'm like, all right, Brian Posehn, big metalhead, fa- funny comedian, Big Bang Theory, best comedy ever. He wrote this comic. I got to yeah. check this out. Je- Jesse and I need to talk about this. Jesse, I was not disappointed. This comic is so full of Christmas cheer. I'm going to save it for the end, but I'm going to tell you right now, at the end of the show, I have, I want to produce a movie adaptation of this book. <laughs> I have ideas. I need to share them with you. But this is so, your podcast. I'll well, I mean, you talk about this cover, and this cover is something to behold. Okay. <laughs> uh, and if you were just looking at the cover, you would wonder, uh, you, you would actually probably walk away with a misconception as to what's going on in this book. Because at first, I was like, whole, this is Weird Al's Santa's Gone Crazy. Oh, my God. You beat me to it. I mean, it's, I, that, that is what surprise. this is. That was the surprise I was saving for you. Like, I need. <laughs> I'll just say it now, then. I need a movie directed by James Wan. Oh, uh, from, oh yes. James, that malignant movie from uh, from September that yeah, everyone that... thought was bunkers. <laughs> Brilliant. Made a lot of money. No, it didn't. Um, oh, but, yeah, that's right. But um, I need him to direct this and I need Weird Al to provide the soundtrack. Because I know where you were going with this and that's what I thought of too. You know, it's narrated by Gary the Snowman and Gary the Snowman sings you a little jingle in the beginning to kind of catch you up with how we got to the zombie apocalypse the whole time. I'm hearing in my head, it's Christmas at Ground Zero. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I need now to write a new Christmas song in that vein for I this mean, I don't know. I don't know how this is not influenced by those two songs. The Night Santa Went Crazy and yeah. Christmas at Ground Zero because both of those things happen in this comic. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, the whole thing is predicated upon the fact that there was a nuclear war. Humanity could not get along with each other and Santa Claus uh, is trying to find that last person that believes in him and he's he's hoping and praying that they're still out there and sure enough there is but 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 it's more than that oh yeah like like santa goes through like this depression because the one person who meant more to him than anything else on like you would think that like santa you know is a hundred percent motivated in life to bring toys and joys to the good children of the world and it's like no i love my wife yep i love my wife and 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 in an act of utter unfair like i'm santa claus man I bring joy to all the good girls and boys. What possible reason could there be throughout all the celestial planes for God to decide it was okay for my wife to be murdered in cold blood by marauders? Yes, yes. And he's just like, I want to die. He's having an existential crisis. Yes, yeah. And, for, and it's such a hook. He's like, as long as people believe, I have, I can't die. And so he's like hanging himself and shooting himself and setting himself on fire. He is, yeah, he's trying to kill himself over and over and over just because he He's done. He's had it. He's tired. Right. Number one, he's burnt out. I'm sure he's burnt out. You know, he's he's looking for this last hope out there that maybe they believe him. But even with that, he lives for his wife and his wife has she mm-hmm. straight up got murdered and he can't live. He can't go on without her. And then he finally realizes what's keeping him around. And what is that, Mark Radlich? The the belief of one little boy. <laughs> Do we get that kid's name? I want to know. Is there any point in this book? I don't think it matters because no. And and in the movie version, it's going to be a girl. I want you to know that right now. Okay, it has to be a little girl. Yeah, yeah. Pigtails and big rosy cheeks. Right, because boys don't exist and men are terrible. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you want a successful movie, Mark Radlich, I would say you stick with that. Okay. What I've heard is that most of the big fat incel white bearded guys on YouTube want more women and children and girls. 
girls in film. That's like 90% of the videos I see is like, why don't we have enough women in the in in the action movie thing that I liked from my childhood? <laughs> I believe the phrase is go woke, make lots of money. Highly so, touted on like Nerdrotic and, you know, Midnight's Edge and all that. I I'm Mark Rattledge on Twitter if you guys just want to fucking hate tweet me, by the way. Merry Fine. Christmas. Send them all sorts of fun yeah. Christmas wishes and Happy New Year's. I want to read yes, this sir. to you. This is this is at the beginning of the book because yes. there's there's actually a good fun preamble at the beginning of this book. You know, we get a we get a whole uh, night before Christmas and then it's immediately like it. <laughs> Pat Oswalt gives this great a poem at the beginning of this. I sectioned this little part out because I wanted to read this. It says they wrote a screenplay for this tale. Now this was written. Who was writing this part? I think this is. Uh, oh, this is supposedly Mrs. Claus, who uh, you know she wrote a letter of, about her role in this comic. She was very upset. She got killed off panel. But anyway, uh, she writes in, the, in this letter here. She says they wrote a screenplay for this tale not long after 9/11 when it surely felt that the world was ending how hollywood managed to say no to such an obvious franchise is beyond me but they did and if those two balding chimpanzees she's talking about duggan and posein would have left the last christmas on hollywood's dustbin well i think i could have forgiven them but they couldn't let go of it they embarked on their labor of twisted love you're holding the result uh, apparently this was something that was a screenplay at one point For some uh -huh. reason it doesn't surprise me that's at least the second or third time i've heard a story like that just since we've been doing source material that somebody wrote a screenplay hollywood said shove it up your ass they were like well maybe we'll make it a comic then because apparently why you not get anything published yes why not yeah. image is a great place to go to when you uh, we were just talking about secret service i thought it was it definitely was a marvel book i confirmed that but i thought that really felt at home for something like image yeah. when you look at when you look at secret service there marvel the marvel imprint is nowhere on the front you know usually mm -hmm. you have that marvel logo that's nowhere on the front of that but that's why i was like this it's kind of where this is where image shines with comics like the last Christmas, where yeah. you can put something like this and you find a great artist and Rick Remender to put it to the page and you have a great, uh, a great turnout. So let me talk, let me just real quick. You, we kind of already hit some of the points, but I want to go through the synopsis, at least for the first two issues and then we'll break. And then we'll talk about the next two. That synopsis is coming up. But first, let me talk about Amazon Music. If you're looking for a good platform that can fill those musical needs, Amazon Music has you covered. If you head to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network, you can get a free 30-day trial where you can check out over 70 million songs. That's getamazonmusic.com slash W, the number 2M Network, for that free 30-day trial. So the world has been turned into an apocalyptic wasteland thanks to the fact that humanity could not get along. Uh, but Santa's still out there bringing presents to the few children that still believe. But when some marauders happen upon Santa's North Pole headquarters, he arrives just in time to see them running from the mayhem of death and destruction they have wrought. Which, by the way, rewind to my discussion about that cover. It looks like Santa Claus has killed a bunch of elves. But that's not the case. What's what's happened in the story are marauders have killed the elves. And Santa has is obviously upset. He's got some guns and he's going to take some revenge uh but before as he's looking upon what's happened to his home he finds mrs claus dead the perpetrator is still inside actually catches santa by surprise shooting him in the back of the head before santa realizes he is there awakening and surprised to be alive santa falls into an alcohol-fueled state of despair and attempts to commit suicide only to find that he cannot die dismayed santa decides that christmas is something of the past but his elves clue him in that, the, that christmas and santa 
Santa will not die so long as children believe in him. And there just so happens to be one child out there that does. So what does Santa do? He decides to pay the child a visit to He's kill him. He's going to murder the child. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't think I didn't know if that's what you were going to write. I apologize. I stepped on your line there. But no, yeah, he's like he's not going there to like, oh, the child inspires me. I'm going to kill that fucking child, man, and get my suicide over with. Yes. Let's go. Yes. And the elves are like, maybe this is a sign that you should pull yourself out of your depression and do what you were meant to do, Santa Claus. And he's no like, kidding. no, I want to be with my dead wife. So he's so motivated. Good. He's motivated yeah. to go kill this kid, which is <laughs> right. hilarious. So he gets on the sleigh with Winky the elf. I think his name's Winky. And they head south. All right. So yep. obviously you're in the North Pole. You're going to head south. They're viewing the scenery, this, you know, the wretched wasteland as they travel. When they reach San Francisco, a group of mutants fire a rocket hitting one of Santa's reindeer. And <laughs> it's a graphic. So graphic. <laughs> after, a, after a hard landing, they are nearly cornered by some mutants, but are rescued by the young man, the young boy that Santa has come to kill uh losing his nerve santa doesn't immediately murder the child the boy takes him to chinatown to head for cover so to escape the mutants i guess uh and that's kind of where our first two issues are now i love the idea that santa's not just a jolly old elf who makes toys for children and monitors behavior that yeah. he was a real guy with a real life and he had real love and as it sometimes does tragically life takes the th most thing you most love in this world away from you and not everyone handles it really well and why wouldn't Santa have a complete mental breakdown like 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 what makes you think Santa would suddenly have the coping skills given what he does and what he's been doing they didn't lean too much into Santa Christmas magic in this he's just kind of a guy running you know running a toy factory with elves with um you know with elves and deer that fly reindeer that fly but the book humanizes Santa in a way that in our culture we tend not to like even something like the Santa Claus that's still Tim Allen's character doing the Santa job. It's not necessarily Santa Claus. Santa dies and we never get to know him. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in so many other movies that deal with the magical Santa Claus, he's just it. He's just a paragon of goodness and virtue and holiday spirit. He's not a person. And in, in this book, he's a person yeah. in the most negative way possible, but he's still a person yeah. doing what people do in unfortunate circumstances like this. And I love that about this book. You know, I, I think that take on Santa Santa is an interesting one. It's not going to be for everybody. You know, people only see Santa as one way, white, most, mostly. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, you know, they only see him as, again, the paragon of goodness and virtue and holiday spirit. They don't, you know, they don't see him as a person. And I like stories with people who are human. Now, we really probably made that sound a lot more in depth than <laughs> this, what is shown upon the page. I mean, a lot of what we get is like so, watching so, Santa. Sorry, just, I still, think I'm, I still no. think I'm in AP English. I'm sorry. I, you're talking about Santa Claus going through all this. It, it is. It humanizes Santa. He's just watched his wife get murdered. He practically got murdered himself. But, I mean, that's, that's about as serious as you could take it because then he proceeds to try and kill himself over and over in the most ridiculous ways. Like, he lights himself on fire. Okay, that's not too ridiculous. Hangs himself by Christmas lights at one point. And he's sitting, there, he's sitting there in the, you know, in the glow of the Christmas lights as the elves look on like knowing he's not going to die. He continues to drink. And not only that, but he, like, bathes in syrup. Like, I've, I, you know, this is the silly North Pole Santa stuff that's going on. 
some of my favorite parts of this first, the, these first two issues, specifically after Santa gets shot in the back of the head and he wakes up, he wakes up and he realizes that he's in half of a, a, a half opened reindeer. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And they all like, well, we saw this in a movie once. And I'm like, oh, it's a Star Wars reference. They threw his body it, like it was into a tauntaun, but they did it inside mm-hmm. of a reindeer instead. There's a lot of humor throughout this whole book. A lot of really dark humor throughout this book. When he finally figures out there's one thing keeping him alive, it's that one child that still believes in him. He's like, all right, I'm going to go kill him. Some of the funniest parts about this is the very subtle things that like the elves do. Like you mentioned set Santa setting himself on fire and it like cuts to the elf sitting in the room and Santa's just kind of off in the distance, set ablaze in the snow. And the elves like saying like mid sentence is kind of turns to another elf. It's like, will you please get that? <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. Finally meets the kid. You're like, okay, is he going to kill him? Because the way, the way this book is, it wouldn't surprise you. That was one of the things we talked about with the Kingsman book, the Secret Service. Boy, when you don't have the kind of controls that you do when you're writing for like Superman or Spider-Man and you're just allowed to like do whatever, like it's just like, hey, here's your deadline. Meet it. Don't get us on a and watch list, yeah, you know, or, or get us brought up for federal charges. That's that's the one thing we're asking of you. That hard. And they come up with a story like this. You're like, yeah, you don't know. Like, like you, they would never happen in a Marvel or a DC book, but it might happen in some indie book written by crazy can Brian Posehn. Oh, yeah. You know, those are some of the best stories that you get sometimes. Uh, and they have no cuffs. There's a, there's no handcuffs involved and they can just tell the story like it's supposed to be. And sometimes sometimes you need that editor, but sometimes Sometimes you need that freedom too. So like now when I go to the comic book store, I don't buy anything Marvel or DC proper. I buy whatever whatever it is I'm doing. It's a self-contained graphic novel um, that doesn't have a larger connection to the Marvel or DC universe. So like I've got a lot of stuff on like Aftershock and Boom and Ahoy. Those publishers. Yeah. I I read something called the Ministry of I think it was like Space Science or something like that or the Ministry of Science, and it was about what if the United Kingdom had won the space race. Ooh, that's it. That's the whole book. Was it good? It was interesting. Like interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those books where I was I was done with it. I was like, huh, this is an example of you never you'd never read this in one of the big two. It wasn't the best thing I'd ever read, but it was so different than anything else I'd ever read. I was like, this is just like a it's like a what if. Like your favorite thing is what if, right? Oh yeah. Your favorite thing is what if you've done a million of them on source tour. This is literally what if what you know, what if the British won the space race? Yeah. How would what would it look like? What would happen? Like there's a twist in it. Um I can't remember what the twist is now. It's, just, it's actually like worth, you know, it's a short read and it's worth kind of picking up. I read it like in a day while I was waiting. I was taking my kids somewhere like we might have been like waiting for a movie or something. And we were just all like chilling out in Starbucks. And I read it there, so like I said, it could not have taken me very long to get through. Like, like this, like this, rounding it back to like this last Christmas when they don't have an agenda, when they don't have to keep Spider-Man alive for the next issue, they can do some pretty wacky things, and it adds to the tension of the book. I think all bets are off. This is definitely a book where all bets are off. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Santa Claus may be a sacred figure to somebody, but <laughs> I mean, not here. <laughs> Santa Claus shows up, and he's he's interesting. He's yes, interesting. he's yes, exactly. All right chapters three and four. So the elves in the North Pole are restless, believing Santa may be dead because, you know, he took off with took off with Winky and they haven't heard anything for a while. So they begin to fashion weapons just in case the marauders return. Meanwhile, in Chinatown, Santa meets the residents there and agrees to go foraging for food the next day with a rather unbelievably attractive woman named Karen. Oh, my God. By the way, the art on this, right? Yeah. 
like, hey, we have to be conscious of women's bodies and not give them uh, a, a, a no. improper view of what a woman's body be. Meanwhile, her waist makes Barbie look like can do drop from raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're like, it's the middle of apocalypse of an apocalypse. Like everybody is probably dirty and stinky. And then this girl just shows mm-hmm. up and you're like, OK, somebody just wanted to draw this chick. Guaranteed. Now, we've talked so much about the writing, but like the art can be whatever they want it to be too the art and it's like what is your ideal woman well no waist and huge gazongas <laughs> and blonde so the sheriff of the town martin who happens to be the same man that killed mrs claus although santa does not realize this however the sheriff does know that he was the one that tried to kill santa claus uh and he also figures out later on in the in in these issues that the boy uh is what is keeping santa alive as martin is conversing this strategy with some members of the mutant party karen overhears this meanwhile the child finds santa sack and opens it to find a murdering saw not a chainsaw mark rattle it's a murdering saw okay there's apparently a difference hooray for running gags A murdering saw. It's not uh, a sawing saw. That's a murdering saw. <laughs> and a hand-drawn picture of Santa killing him, which was funny. He's like, pulls the, like, okay, as if that murdering saw didn't seal the deal. Like, yeah, if you like, knew that was the murdering saw. Oh, here's uh, a. And it's so kid. funny, like when he gets caught with it, he's like, I, I you don't understand. <laughs> I, I drew that before I understood what was going on here. It's I'm like, in a dark. I was in a dark place. Yeah. Uh, when Santa returns, the co- the child calls him on it, upset. Santa leaves and heads back to the North Pole. Uh, However, when Karen returns home, she tells the child that Martin is a marauder and that they need to leave. So Karen comes in and says, kid, we got to go. The sheriff's a bad guy. The kid writes one more note to Santa asking for help. Getting the letter, Santa struggles with just letting the kid die in his misery, but he soon makes the good choice and decides against it. Gathering an armament and his elves, Santa plans to head to Chinatown. As the attack on Chinatown begins, Santa arrives with his jingling sleigh and carnage abounds and man I wanted to write everything that happened and because there is just people and things are getting killed left and right in that battle. Martin realizes that the quickest way to end this attack is to find the kid and kill him. When Santa and his forces are finally victorious, they realize Martin and the Marauders have left with Karen and the boy. So the, the attack on Chinatown is, uh, is eventually stopped by Santa and his elves, but Karen and the boy are gone and are with Martin and who knows what Martin's going to do to him. You know, it's a classic redemption story. Santa, when we, you know, when we find him, he has had a tragic loss at his lowest point. Just when you think he's at his lowest point, he's even lower. Now now he's not sad and depressed and, and self-harming. He's angry and out for revenge and, you know, wanting to kill a child. And then that's his lowest point. That's the point at which he was like, I have lost myself to madness and anger and depression, and I have to turn around like this isn't right. I, I know deep down inside that as much as I'm hurting, I should not kill a child. He turns it around and then it becomes a redemption story for Santa, you know, Santa reclaiming his life. And I, I love that. That's one of the, you know, look, I don't enjoy just blood for blood sake like it was like the kind of rob zombie-esque you know thing you see in some comics where it's just it you know i was thinking about this back when we were talking about the malignant movie you know where it just seems like some horror has no point of view it has nothing to say it's just someone took a handful of guts and threw it at the camera Mm -hmm. and that's it that's just that's just the movie you know and people go people that's what they want to see like you know i want to go see a car tarzan swing across chasm other people want to see you know guts and intestines and hearts and 
Yeah. Okay, we like what we like. But this is the kind of violence that I do like. It's a, it's a, it's violence with subtext. You know, sure. there's a character going through a thing. Ultimately, it's about Santa's redemption. But along the way, he kills a whole bunch of zombies. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm hooked. All right, let's get into the conclusion of this. I, I actually took a screenshot of... Uh, mm. where it's it, it's a guy who has a sword and he says, my blade weeps at your shameful death by treats. This guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy got killed with a bunch of uh, Christmas treats, apparently. Um, okay, all right. So way, chap- I, I think it's happened by now in the book, the bit where the elves are at the table and he's doing the thing with the knife through the fingers, but oh, yes. it's a candy cane. And the one elf is like, you know, like in mid-sentence, he's like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter five, as Martin attempts to escape with Karen and the kid, Wink is still, I don't think there's, a, this kid's got a name. I don't think he does. Uh, Winky is the first to arrive, which he has a thing for Karen throughout this book. When Karen falls off the back of Martin's truck, Winky is there to make the save. Finally, Santa arrives, making a valiant effort to catch up to Martin. But when he gets behind the wheel of a car, uh, which he does not know how to drive, he forges ahead of Martin, but wrecks spectacularly, bursting into flames. This forces Martin to take the kid by foot to his destination. After taking another bullet square into the brain, Santa is down, but soon remembers who killed his wife, Martin. Recovering, Santa soon catches up with Martin to make him pay for his foul deeds of being on the naughty list his whole life, and of course, for killing Mrs. Claus. Picking up Martin and throwing him into a crevasse, impaling him. (laughs) I don't think this is... Get Robert Winfrey on the phone. I want to know if this is actually physically possible. Impales him atop a fir tree as the (laughs) elf Karen and the kids celebrate. In an epilogue, Santa and his new friends say goodbye, but he has some unfinished business as he finds the leader of the mutants, which I think is the guy that Martin was talking to and scheming with to invade Chinatown, and delivers a warning that Santa Claus is coming to town and he's bringing hell with him. That's good stuff, man. Uh, I had a great time reading this book. What are your, what are your final thoughts, dude? I absolutely love I gave this five stars. I saw that. Trust me. Nope. I was so excited to talk to you about this tonight because <laughs> no. I knew you loved it. This is so good. This is because, again, it wasn't just mindless splatter. There was a story that they were telling. They were speaking to tragic loss. But it, I, I'm sure I'm probably thinking more about this than Brian Brissett and Gary Dugan did. <laughs> but I don't care. Like, they put the effort into telling the story and giving Santa a character and giving it subtext, whether they realized they were doing that or not, I got to talk about it. And I got to talk about how much I enjoyed that. I I I thought the art was great in this. It was easy to follow. I thought the story was really straightforward. The twists are more emotional than they are plot driven. Like there's no like crazy M. Night Shyamalan-esque reveal. It's just like Santa suddenly realizes that killing a kid is not a good idea. And that's not what he's about. Um, It's not going to bring it. It's not going to bring his wife back. And even though he wants to die, you know, going out like this is not the way he needs to do it. And, you know, as silly as this book is, I mean, that's really a heavy thing uh, Mm -hmm. to actually talk about, because there are a lot of people that encounter situations like that, not to get too serious. But I mean, and I know you you talk about suicide watch all the time. It can work. You know, people, people struggle with. Okay, should I stay alive? And what's the reason for me to stay alive? And and Santa Claus finds that reason. Of course, it's amid all sorts of blood, guts, and violence, but he finds that reason. Yep, I thought this was great. I think it fits perfectly into the spirit of the season. Oh, I think yes. it te- I think it teaches us about giving and about. <laughs> 
No, it's just, I, I, it was good. Sure. I had a good time with this. You know, you asked me at the beginning of the podcast eight hours ago what made me want to do this, and it literally was like I've had this on my wish list to do for a really long time, but other stuff kept coming up, or you know, we had to change we had to change the calendar around, and I kept putting it up and putting it up. I'm like, I'm gonna like as many shows as I've canceled this year. I am keeping this on the calendar. I have to talk about this book. Yeah, and I was not disappointed. Everything else has disappointed me in my life. This did not dis. <laughs> This did not disappoint. Yeah. If you know somebody that's into some dark humor and they like their blood and guts in their comics, I think this is right up Santa Claus Lane. All right. Well, then I turn it over to you, sir. What's on the schedule for this week? Hey, it's plug time, and you all know what that means. This would be a good time to plug the sponsor of the W2M Network, and that is Grammarly. For you, the listeners of Source Material, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W, the number two, M network to download Grammarly for free. Well, Jesse Starcher, my love, Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, Ooh, Jesse Starcher. God bless Christmas. us, everyone. So if you're listening to this on the day it was released or over the Christmas holiday, on Christmas Eve, we've got your trivia show. You did a Christmas trivia show. I did. Yeah. So that's uh, the show that went up or is up now for Christmas Eve. Hey, Jesse, do you remember when people dressed up as dinosaurs and sang Christmas carols? Because I do. Oh, my goodness. Like band called Hevasaurus? That's the one. Oh, I love it. I love years it. Years ago, many, many years ago, we reviewed their Christmas album, and uh, that's going to re-air on Christmas Day. That is your, that is my Christmas gift back to the world, a re-airing of the Metal Hammer of Doom Heavy Soros Christmas album. That's perfect. Jason and I finally got around to it because he won't leave me alone, Jesse. So we're going to review season one of You, which he was all kind of hot and bothered about, speaking of which, mm-hmm. uh, on the 26th. I got a re-airing of The Hateful Eight, the damn you Hollywood we did for that Quentin Tarantino film on the 27th, and then we'll have damn you hollywood reviews for the king's man plus you can check out our kingsman secret service source material from last week and we'll have a damn you hollywood for the matrix resurrections oh and jesse mm. oh jesse mm. this week on the metal hammer of doom coming up on the 29th of december we we no end of the year show instead we've got an end of the year band you know what that is don't you lordy we're gonna take you to lordiversity be, you know, before year's end, we will be reviewing the new Lordy, the newest Lordy album, Lordiversity. And then um, on this Thursday coming up, we've got season two of The Witcher. Mm. It's on the schedule. Throw a coin or toss a coin, one or the other. Yeah. Oh, and then lastly, our New Year's Day show, another one, another Metal Hammer of Doom. Do you remember the year that our either it's our Christmas show or our New Year's show? I don't remember which one we did it for. Um, our show was our tribute to Weird Al. Yes. Well, that's what's going to re-air New Year's Day. So have a happy New Year. New Year's Day with the Metal Hammer of Doom Gang and our friend Weird Al. 
as we look back at his career. So rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find it. We have a whole link tree that's in the description you can click on if you don't necessarily, if you found this and you're like, but this is not where I like to listen to podcasts, click the, click the link in the description to our link tree. It'll give you a list of where else you can find us, w2mnet.com, I think it is, or that's where all of our shows get posted. But we also do audio extras like roundtables and we get like 97 people wanting to be on one show. <laughs> So uh, we, we are now doing audio extra roundtables and feminist perspectives. So you can check that out. If you subscribe, yay, you like the Metal Hammer of Doom, but you don't like the soccer, then delete the soccer shows and just keep it for the, you know. But if you subscribe, you'll get everything and you can just delete what you don't want to listen to. It's fine. It's what I do all the time. But I really want to encourage people, especially the Apple people. If you're listening to our podcast on Apple, on Apple podcast, take a second before you mark this as played and click the review button. Do it. And just write anything except what the heck. Okay. I don't care what star rating you give it. I don't care what else you say. Put something else besides what the heck. Uh, all I please. ask. That's a Merry Christmas to Mark. I mean, come on. That would Somebody be out look, there. Look, I'm not, look, I don't have an OnlyFans or a wish list or anything like that. You don't, I'm not charging you to see pictures of my naked man breasts, but I would like someone to just leave a comment on Apple Podcasts saying anything but what the heck. Merry Christmas to me, Jewish <laughs> Mark Rattledge. <laughs> uh, and Merry Christmas it. to you, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. You too, buddy. You too. Uh, hey, if you want to follow me, you can do so at Stiznarchy on the Twitter. Uh, listen, there'll be plenty of plugs here at the end. I'm going to just post edit these things in nope. here. But all right. Well, I think uh, this will bring our discussion of the last Christmas to a close. And I think that the only way we can send this out on a proper note is to hear Mark Radlich utter those bars one more time. Please, Mark Radlich, hit that music. Jiggity jing, hee haw, hee haw. It's Dominic the donkey. Jiggity jing, hee haw, hee haw. The Italian Christmas donkey. La la la. La 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 second stanza. For Mark Radlich, I'm Jesse Starcher. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Radlich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon.